you already know what the fuck it is. <clears throat> you see the title of this episode. You see who it is. How could it get any better? The one and only, the myth, the legends, the whoever the fucks. Dogs of War. Enzo, Brian Sant, Jake Bulldog, and Justin Cowbell. What a lineup. I'm really glad they uh, were finally all able to get together and come do my podcast in the Terror Zone studio, a.k.a. my fucking basement. And we got to talk some shit for about an hour and 20 minutes or so. It was a very casual conversation. We talked a little history of Dogs of War, you know, memories here and there. I don't want to have to go through uh, member my member. How did you get into hardcore? What were you listening to growing up? That would make for a very long and possibly boring podcast because that works better when it's a one-on-one podcast um, and it's content for when we're focusing on one person. But when it's four people, we're focusing on the band. And I like it that way. Uh, This podcast was everything I hoped it would be. It was just chaos you know obviously we're a bunch of lunatics if we're in the detroit hardcore scene uh i couldn't have asked for a more fun and chill podcast except that my microphone was not fucking on what in the fuck everybody sounded great i was worried because i told them that they had to share microphones and i had one right in front of me the whole entire time but hey it wasn't on Still sounds okay. It sounds like I'm I'm in the background a little bit, but it's tolerable. Uh, I can't believe it. I'm excited. Dogs of War is putting out a new a new album. It's a new full length record uh, coming out August fifth on Ten Fifty Four Records. I never heard of that record label, but uh, they, you know. Um, I don't know. They have obviously been around. They wanted to fucking pick up Dogs of War. I don't even know where the record label's from. I don't think we even talked about it. We just caught a buzz, drank some beers, laughed, talked shit. But it's a... The um, Dogs of War, it's called Judgment, is a CD. It's uh, 16 bucks. I think it'll be... Uh, they'll have it available around here. I don't know if they're uh, willing to meet anybody, but they said I think uh, it'll be fifteen dollars with shipping. Uh, it's eleven songs. Um, I heard, I heard a new, a new, a re-recorded version of Mutual Respect, which is on one of their older albums, which is fucking insane. It sounds sounds good. It sounds different, but obviously, uh, quality and style has changed a little bit. You can't get mad at that. It's amazing. Um, I just want to thank them again for coming by. Uh, I've been talking to Enzo for over a year trying to get this in the works, but uh, he knew they were going to be doing something new and wanted to do it at the right time, which I fully respect, and I'm glad we waited because we were able to get everybody together and get a little perspective on how everybody feels. Um, Justin Cobble. Cobble, I just want to say Cowbell every time. Justin Cobble, Justin Cowbell is their drummer, most recent drummer. They've gone, um, you know, round and round with other people, but uh, fortunately they got him. He's a great drummer. He's in a few other bands. He's in Annie Up. 
and Poison Tongues. He came over here with uh, the homie Schmodozer, a.k.a. Jim Davey. They did a podcast. He got real drunk. He uh, he toned it down this time. <laughs> we'll go back and listen to that one if you haven't. Um, I don't know even know what episode it was. It was uh, Jim Daisy and Justin from Poison Tongues. For anybody that even cares, um, Enzo... His brother is Jake Bulldog, who's in the band with him as well. They were uh, both at one time in Hey Inc., if that will um, bribe you a little more to check out the podcast or check out Dogs of War, because they are all very talented people, and they created a good Detroit sound that um, a lot of people will relate to and have missed. There's really nobody like them in Detroit as of now. Uh they keep it old school. They keep it fucking gangster. You just can't ask for a better group of guys to be coming back and, you know, hopefully having shows because that'll hopefully convince some of the older fellas to come back around and maybe they'll get on some shows with the younger bands uh, these days and, you know, just to share the old with the new would be great and the new with the old. And uh, it's it's just interesting how it all still comes down to you know just fucking being hardcore and supporting your local scene and you know when everybody does it together it's even better because there's all these different offshoots that are all over Detroit and Metro Detroit and you know even a little further out whether it's Toledo or uh fucking Grand Rapids which whatever but Grand Rapids is too far to include it I guess but you yeah, a Toledo people and Flint people can all, all kind of go to the same shows on almost any given night. So there's no reason why the people that are in Detroit and near Detroit can't come to these fucking shows. The old heads should be going to the new guys' shows. And the new guys or the people that have been around for 5 to 10 years should be going to the shows that people have been around for fucking 30 years. I don't know why there's this weird separation. I don't know why. Like, <clears throat> you know, like, say it's a... Uh, a D-Block show, the dudes in Poison Tongues, or Dogs of War should be going to a D-Block show, and the D-Block dudes should be going to the Poison Tongues and Dogs of War show. Everybody should be supporting each other. I mean, I'm not saying that won't happen, but I'm just using that as an example, as it's, it's two different eras of bands and, and people that were supporting at the time that I just hope they would go to um the up-and-comers you know what i'm saying i'm fucking rambling here nobody gives a fuck but i don't have any announcements or anything cool really to say except um there's a lot of shows coming up um in august in september i'm not gonna list them off you can find them yourself but i do gotta push my show in september do not forget that my little show that i put together summer's end in the d will be happening September 9th. Remember, it's never-ending game. Hold my own. And if you forget, let me remind you who's in that band. It's Anshit from Chicago. Motherfucking his drummer, Sergio, who is also the drummer in Sector. And he also sang at This Is Hardcore Fest for uh, MH Chaos, which is fucking cool to see. Shout out, Sergio. And um, 
Shane Merrill from The Killers in that band. And last but not least, Greg Falchetto from The Mongoloids. And a uh, very important person to the scene on the East Coast. Does a lot, so come support them. Nah, fucking Gates to Hell, Constraint. Then three more locals, D-Block, Enemy of God, and Big Deal. It's fucking 15 bucks. It'll be $18 at the door. I'm sure most will pay at the door, which is fine. That means cash in hand. For me. It's easier to pay the bands. <clears throat> Instead of having to deal with credit card bullshit and online sales. So uh, show up with cash to that show. But then you got fucking Bury Your Dead, August 28th, my birthday, with uh, D-Block. And uh, this band called Downers. Um, excuse me, but I never heard of them. It's a reunion show, but I never fucking heard of it. Um, uh, Wounded Touch, they are a sick band from the Detroit area, and everything evil. I don't know who that is. I wish them well. I'm glad they're all on that fun show. Then, uh, fuck, uh, what else is happening? What is happening in the D? Let's go real fast. Take a look. Yeah, September. Uh, the Acacia Strain is coming back with A Year of the Knife and Sang with Sugabog. And, uh, oh, f- Body Box. I don't, do not know who that band is. But the other ones are good. A uh, Year of the Knife. If I have not, if I'm not mistaken, I heard M- uh, Maddie from Year of the Knife is now singing for that band. I don't know what they did with Mully or what he's doing. But it's probably interesting to see. But they'll be here, uh, 914 at the Tangent Gallery, which should be a fun show. Go check that out. Oh, and uh, High Alert is also doing their reunion show. Um, I don't know if it's a reunion or a get-back-together. August 20th at Parts and Labor with Cycle of Abuse from Pennsylvania and Bar Down and also No End in Mind. Check that one out. And the day before that, at, I think the Old Miami, I don't know if I, yeah, pretty sure Old Miami, it's, uh, no, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Small's Bar. It's Illmatic, Poison Tongues, Aztec the Barfly, and, uh, my homeboy Corey Centra's band, Mass Death. That should be interesting. Detroit Hardcore Forever, baby. So listen to this podcast. Remember, August 5th, the release of Dogs of War. New album is coming out. Check it out, man. It's going to be fucking fire. And uh, support them. If they're, trying to, if they're trying to come back on the scene, I'm sure they will be welcomed with open, with open arms. And um, thanks again for checking out the podcast. You guys are all smelly pieces of shit, and I appreciate it. We're gonna be singing some tunes. Yeah, we're singing now. There we go. It's recording. I just got you. I started it while you were singing. So yes. I'm gonna hear it. Santix, baby. So I mean, this is fucking weird considering Dogs of War has been around fucking forever, and now. uh... You know, we got the newly formed, whoever's original, whoever's not original, but at least we're putting something together now, um, which is exciting. If you guys want to introduce yourselves, go right ahead. Enzo D. Enzo D. <laughs> Where are you 
and then that's me, Brian Sant. Jake the Bulldog, do four. Justin Cowbell. <laughs> Cowbell. Can't He's ever get enough of that Cowbell, cowbell y'all baby. know. So, thing is, um, uh, me and you, Enzo, have been fucking talking about doing this for probably over a year now. It just hasn't worked out. Yeah, you know? a long time. And, um, which is a good thing, obviously. We've been had things in the works, you know, and time has passed. Um, right. Busy, not busy. Have events happen in your lives that <clears throat> are more important than the stupid fucking podcast. Never <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Rob. Podcast. It's not that actually, too. We just we wanted to wait till we had a little bit more idea, like when the CD was going to come out and stuff, instead of doing like an interview before and then, you know, coming back on and being like, hey, we got to do another one to let everybody know when the CD's coming out again. So now we have a better, you know, clue when that's coming out and we're getting them so we can tell everybody when they can get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, maybe a little fucking history on Dogs of War. When it started, who was uh, some original members? Or, uh, you want to drill on that? Yeah. I don't even know what I'm doing here. I didn't even know we were doing a podcast. <laughs> I thought we were having a fucking barbecue. <laughs> no, Frankly, I feel a little hijacked. <laughs> Asking questions, trying to get personal. To get Asking me about my history. <laughs> So this could be a can of worms, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know what everyone's doing here. I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. I thought it'd be fucking fun to hear about the dogs of war and doing shit. How many years? What, 25? Yeah, 1996. Been that long now? 1996. That's when we started jamming. Okay. I was like 14 years uh, old when we first started jamming. Yeah, he was. I originally played bass. (laughs) Just joking. And he's like 60, so what does it matter? Get better with age, baby. So '96, I was nine years old. So I really, I had no idea Damn, about man. this shit, dude. I was fucking. <laughs> I didn't know what Dogs of War was till probably 2005. Where yeah. were you at in Tennessee? Yeah. Oh no, no, I was up here, but it was like that's when I graduated high school. It was '96. <laughs> nice. Jesus yeah. Christ, yeah. I'm the youngest guy here. But, Damn, bro. The name's been around forever. You know, Dogs of War. Um, you know, it's, it's the same era with the Earth Mover and Cola's Life and all that shit. And yeah. I know you've been in a couple bands before and after that as well, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what band were you in first? Uh, Strength of Reality was probably the first band I ever jammed in. I mean, I jammed with uh, Jay Navarro back in the day, and then we started a band called Strength of Reality with Rob McCallum. My brother Mikey Dufour played drums. Uh, Jay uh, Navarro played bass. I played guitar and Rob McCallum sang, and that was probably our first band. That was like 1990, 1990, 91. We actually, we had probably eight or ten tunes, and we had booked um, the Temper Mill to record for a 7-inch. We were going to put it out on a 7-inch. This is with uh, Mike Warden's label back in the day, man. I can't remember what his label was. Conquer, but no, it wasn't Conquer the World, was Conquer it? Conquer the World, yeah. Mike Warden. He, Anybody that's old school will know that shit. But long story short, we we showed up to go record, and they were like, "Oh, we had to switch your day," but they never told us, so they they rebooked us on a different day. So we never recorded our seven inch, which we just ended the project. I mean, shit happened in our lives, and everybody had to split up. But it would have been recorded. There's a bunch of boombox takes tapes somewhere. We got demo tapes. But anyways, yeah, so that that was it. Then we did Detroit Hoods uh, for a few years, which was like, you know, real fast punk hardcore um, with Rob Parmenter. Yeah, and, Rob, uh, Parmer, Rob Parmenter played bass in Cold as Life. He's one of the original bass players. 
and uh, he played guitar in Detroit Hoods. I played bass. Uh, Vinny played guitar. We had Al Blazik playing drums. That was another one. We didn't do a lot with. I mean, we did a lot of practicing with ourselves, but we didn't like you know play a lot of shows. That was about ninety four, ninety five, something like that. Ninety three, ninety four, and then did a little Kill Crazy Rampage and shit like that. Little shit. And then we, that's yeah. when we around after the Detroit Hoods we started doing Dogs of War and what like nineteen ninety six somewhere around there. I think it was about ninety six. It was ninety six. <clears throat> I met these guys through Tim Alford, who he had done a number of projects. He had done uh, Positively Negative, which I played in Positively Negative too, probably eighty nine ninety. So so these guys had yeah. that connection, <laughs> and uh, so that was actually how I met Enzo and and Bulldog here, and. Uh, we got we got it kicked off. We hit it off right away. Started jamming in in uh, Enzo's garage and uh, <laughs> had, a lot of, of, had a lot of fun times in the barn. <laughs> Getting out there. At? Where was the garage that was in? Detroit? That was in Livonia. That was okay. at uh, Joy Road in Middlebelt. But yeah, it was we had, like, we it's, it's an old barn, and we used to practice in there with all the bands up in the loft. Fucking sweat our balls off and everything. Yeah, it was hot as hell. It wasn't insulated. It was just a. It was a barn. Tom. You, you got a workout and you know? a and a session <laughs> in. <you know>? Yeah, <laughs> but we party in there in the night, though. We practice and we party. Yeah, and it was forties and blunts, man. Yeah, and then we jammed in uh, Tim's basement for a while. Blunts, <laughs> Tim's basement was where the we mainly jammed. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm scrolling Instagram in my head, yeah, just seeing the hashtag forties and bloods. Like, <laughs> I love it though. Forties with a right? C. Yep, yeah. that's it. Forties. Uh, what kind of forties you guys drinking back? Oh my Ooh. god, Slits dude, ice baby. Ice house. Ice house. Ice house. Like ice house. Yep. Two dollars a forty. Ice house. Good old Mickey's. Wait a minute. No, no. Let's get real. Eagle malt liquor. <laughs> Magnum, ninety-nine cents a forty. Ninety-nine we cents a forty. Crazy too, bro. Oldie, a oldie, little bit. Oldie. Oldie. And them nights when you really, the, wanted, yeah. really wanted to, you know, do oldie. yourself in. <laughs> old, old English, like eagle. I pretend to eagle. like it. Like, you know, it you know, <laughs> oldie. Oh, yeah. This goes out to you. No redeeming social value. You know, like our brothers. But dude, we would drink. Laser. Bro, we got on a oh. kick where we were drinking two eleven <laughs> still reserve. Camouflage four by four. Bro, your yeah, kidneys yeah, felt like they were gonna bleed. Four four four. Four. Still still dude, like bro, I was used to drinking four or five forties a day. So. I, I got that yeah. shit and it was eight percent, right? And I drank two of them. I had to walk I remember taking my shirt off and walk around the neighborhood in the middle of winter doing a doing a block lap. And I when I got home I was more effed up than I was when I left. From drinking that still oh, reserve. Dude, you can ask the two eleven crew. Just talking about Nick that over and, here. Yeah, <laughs> all our brothers. Gravity, baby. Dude, yeah. Yeah. it pulled the gravity. You felt like gravity was pulling you to the ground. I has metal shaving. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> Read the fine, yeah, fine it word. It does, right. dude. It's got something in it. Fine yeah, but uh, why they call it steel reserve. That's hilarious. But at that time, uh, in the lineup, it was uh, me playing bass, uh, Enzo was playing guitar. Wrecking Ball, Brian was singing. We had Tim Alford playing ball. drums. And then a little while after, we got Jay Clifton coming in playing second guitar with us for a while. And we did that for a long time. And then uh, Tim left the band, and we ended up getting... And uh, Clifton played drums for a while, and it was still the same lineup. And then uh, a few years later, Sant went crazy and uh, <laughs> left the band for a while. And uh, went off and on his own path in life. Left for a couple of years, joined a high-level mind control cult. <laughs> nice. 
You ever hear of a glory hole? That's what his second job was. <laughs> he was 25 cents an hour, bro. Shit, well, that's interesting. Everybody was in a band, you were fucking sucking. Yeah, he was sucking day, it off. Yeah, and then uh, we ended up, while Sant was going crazy for a while, we we just continued to jam with Clifton for a while and, you know, did some stuff, but then... You know, we recorded some uh, music and some other stuff, but uh, we ended up, me and Vinny went in other bands. We were doing Hate Inc. at the time with Beast and everybody and Roy Bates and uh, Emery and all them guys. And then uh, we would kind of come back and we were like, okay, this, we always would come back to Dogs of War. So I ended up picking up the guitar and, and uh, Vinny started singing. And then we got another bass player to play Whoa. and another drummer, uh, Jesse Wright, Jesse Haight. He played on the actual record he played on the new record um he's a faggot by the way just so y'all know <laughs> well, no, no. But, yeah, it's, went through a, it's went through a few renditions of some members and things like that but yeah sure. interesting interesting story too about how we all met justin cobble too because we oh, yeah. we were yeah. actually recording the full-length cd that we have out undisputed and that's when we that's when we met him so it was we met we actually long, met him long in the long studio long yeah, yeah. time ago that was like the which is cool late we got 90s yeah yeah because i was in my very first band self-inflicted nice. and we were out of like berkeley and we were recording at the tipper mill yeah and they were we were coming in as they were finishing up but they were filming as we were like doing whatever, getting we were filming. Out. We had a couple it's all on tape. sessions. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, on we tape. were. Well, I was talking to him on the ride over here about that because I want to see that. that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. two worlds before some... we really even knew each other. Just yeah, found yeah. The way back wow. at this table, it was, it was right now. It, it was yeah. interesting to see how it yeah. how it came full circle, and we do have like, it was interesting. It was interesting because like from that meeting. Cause that that day when we were in the studio, like I rolled up a bunch of blunts, so we were just Forty doing it up. Blunts, you know, we were just doing it up, and then uh, and we met these blunts. we met these guys, and so we were we were just blazing down with these guys, and that was the first time we met you know met Justin. So it was yeah, pretty interesting, and then and then uh, uh, Justin, I, then I ended up jamming with Justin in uh, Exploder for a little while too. Exploder, so. Exploder. Yeah. Exploder. So between you and your brother Enzo and Jake. What's the age difference? Like, what kind of shit were you fucking dragging him into? Nine years. Nine year difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, bro. Okay. Yeah. 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 Should, should I? Should I say? You know. <laughs> so you know. Come over the house. It, uh, so it all started <laughs> was it, you know Jake was nine years younger than me, so I was like twenty years old. So he's what like. What would that be? Eleven? Yeah. Yeah. Like sure. yeah. I want to be in the band. I, can't I don't do care what now. I got to do, bro. Like me and Rob Parmenter. We tied him with towing chains and shit one time. And <laughs> we, we hooked the chain, like, you know, you put it up here, and you hook it, and then you wrap somebody in the chain, and then you hook it on their legs. Yep. That's what we did. So he couldn't even move. <laughs> we we rolled him in this, the backyard. They whipped me like, with this extension cord that was uh, <laughs> it was cut off in the end. They would I don't remember that shit, man. Maybe that's a me. fantasy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a fantasy then. <laughs> We, we got to the point where we just tied him up and pushed him out in the backyard because he wouldn't leave us alone. We were trying to jam and write music and shit, and he wanted to play bass. And we're like, no, we're not doing it. You're just too young, man. 
baby. Yeah, I used, You're just I, a baby, right? I used to put my uh, I used to put my bass amp in the window of the house. It was like a two story house, and they'd be out in the garage, which was <laughs> the be, barn that we used to. He'd practice be fucking in. playing it from I'd the like, house, and we'd be out there like, like, shut the fuck up, dude. They'd be like, "You suck, you suck." But he could play it, you know. But he could play it. Was he force himself like I didn't practice through the window? So he could play it, and we were like, we were like, "Fuck this, dude, you're out." He was, and he was always really good. And fucking play bass. <laughs> no, no, literally, literally. At yeah. 14 years old, you know what I'm saying? When we, he, I mean, he was 14 when we started jamming. Yeah, and he was laying down the fucking bass tracks back then. Right. And he was, he, you know, totally. Cool. He was doing it up, man. Uh, shit. Now we would be. Abuse. What was funny is we would be. Yeah. We would be. We would be up in the garage and shit, and we would be smoking weed and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, I was the lookout boy because I couldn't smoke. So <laughs> I was right. Was, he would be looking out, and then every now and then we'd get him smoked up on a blunt, and then and then Mama Dufour would come out to the garage, and you know we'd get a little bit of trouble because because Jake's all pie eyed and shit, you know, saying hi in the garage and I shit. Go in the house. You know, I gotta go in the house. I'm fucked up. Yeah. Yep. yep. So your mom and dad let you do that shit? So like you just playing that crazy in the. In the garage? Well, they didn't let us do this shit. You know what I mean? We just went out there and did it. We were yeah. punk rock, man. Really, it was... We we were like the punk rock generation of like the... You know, how it was back in the 70s and the 80s. We just... We just did the shit, and we didn't care. We we dealt with the circumstances after, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. we got smoke. We got caught smoking a blunt. Well, guess what? We're high now. What, what are we gonna do? For sure, we did that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. my bad. What are you gonna do about it? That's crazy. Catch me. <laughs> you know, just like the cop, catch me doing it. You know, back in the day, they had to catch you doing it. They didn't have cameras. Yep. <laughs> catch me, bro. <laughs> My hand smells like gas. Yeah, but I didn't siphon that shit out. <laughs> catch me doing it. <laughs> you know, one thing I heard you talk about, or well, I think you commented on something one time, and it was uh, with uh, Joe Hardcore. You guys were talking about something. Just taking it. Did you guys play with them out of state or something one time? Because remember you had mentioned, you said something about Van Wars. What's Van oh, Wars? Van Wars. Oh, oh dude. man. Van I heard somebody mentioned it yep. on Instagram. It was uh, Punishment. Uh, Punishment came to town. Um, that was one of the bands with Joe Hardcore. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Mike Love Bean them guys. Joe guys. Hardcore is my brother. Yeah, man. They, were, they were good guys, man. Love but uh, it was it was us. I think we were playing with Cast and Fire, basically. You know, and we'd get in the... He, they, they would get in the van and start beating each other up. So basically that's what uh, Van Wars was. And every time we would, we'd, you know, go on the road or something, a Van Wars episode would break out and we would start, you know, beating each other up in the van. I remember uh, with me and Lenny one time we uh, we were – he Lenny, I remember he, like, ran from the front of the van to the back of the van and he, like, jump-kicked me in the face. And I remember getting out and I had a black eye. And I think that might have been even in Europe or something like that. And uh, – I had a black eye, and I went to go walk through this gate after uh, Lenny kicked me in the face, and I hit my foot on the gate, and I ran into the gate already with my black eye, so it was like I had like a double black eye, cause uh, cause Lenny pulled that shit on me. But yeah, that's basically. Van Wars wasn't a joke. That that shit was like as soon as you got in the van, it was like, you know, (laughs) jackass, bro. I'm gonna smack you in the face, dude. You're driving, bro, and you're gonna get a fucking straight up smack in the face (laughs) in the middle, going 70 down the road. Yep. You know, it was yeah. pounding each other, and it was fun, man. And, sure. you know, they, <laughs> they came into town, and it, it kind of turned into that. Now, oh, I don't yeah. think they were ready for it, but th- those dudes were from the streets, man. So They are in the Philadelphia they, they, crew. They're our hardcore brothers, man. Yeah, Cheers good, to them. dudes, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember back before I even knew what hardcore was or anything, I was like 14. Like, I used to get in the back of like an old uh, 
a Thunderbird with my friends. We'd like smoke a big fat blunt like in it. <laughs> we'd, we'd clam bake it, and then we'd get out like like two on one or like three on one or like three on two. We'd just all beat the fucking yeah. shit out of each yeah. other. You know, you, just, Pretty much what it's like, dude. Yeah. yeah you know. Well, you know, now they have this shit on. I don't know if it's on YouTube or it's like a real TV, but it's like a the backseat jujitsu. I don't know. If, oh, really? Yeah, it's well. Interesting. It's people just get in the car and they have to. It's like a jujitsu match. Like see who can fucking tap anyone out. Oh, man, how crazy is that? That's it's like a yeah. bad fucking date night out these yeah. days. You know. You know, most of the time it was it was all in good <laughs> fun, but then you know there was some times where you'd be on tour and somebody would piss you off in the van or something. You know, and you'd be like, "Fuck you, motherfucker." Yeah. Well, you know, there's you know? time. Yeah. And, like, yeah. We can settle it that way. Like you know, like, before me and Vinny, every after, after every time we'd go out and like at the end of the tour, we'd be yelling at each other and fighting with. Each other and stuff. Dude, we want to punch each saying? other all to strangle <laughs> like each other. You know? oh, yeah. we, we we always had a good time out on the road. You, I mean, you're out you, you you're out there touring around. You're out there with your best friends, and you're just fucking playing pranks and doing stupid shit, getting fucked up. You know, <laughs> in another town, in another city. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. you feel like you can get away with more shit because yeah, you're that's in another a, town, that's right? A, and you're already from Detroit, so you're already you're already <laughs> used to flag. getting away with shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when you go to another town, they're like, these dudes are from Detroit. You know, got to keep an eye on them. Yeah, yeah, you do you see know what the hell they're like gonna a, fucking get into. This is like a Detroit hat, even in, like now, like you're like. Las Vegas, you're wearing a Detroit shirt or hat. Yeah. You're like, oh, fucking Detroit. Well, it's trendy shit. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. like everything else. It's Detroit, like, Detroit's a music city, though, all the way around. Yeah. Like, yeah, all the way around. Yeah. It's And it's and it's interesting how, you know, uh, even now, you know, like, uh, looking, you, you got the Electronic Music Festival here in Detroit, was started here in Detroit. Do you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And it's just fascinating. You think of like Motown and stuff like that, and all the and all the music, and then and then you think of hardcore, even going back, to, and then a connection with Detroit to hardcore, New York hardcore, and just hardcore in general, and its impact and what it's done for it. And it definitely has its place because it's a music city. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and you know, see, Detroit is. It could be whether I'm from here or. You know, I just I have a bias towards it, but it seems that everybody else thinks fucking Detroit is fucking awesome. Doing like hardcore, everybody obviously thinks of you know cold as life, and now I'm never in the game these days. And it's uh, it's like a, you know you have to have pride to be from here. I'm playing a fucking Detroit hardcore band. You gotta put on, you gotta represent, you know. So totally. I'm just like to say like yeah, well all you fuckers were at like you know the middle and the beginning of like cold as life and shit like that. Like, you probably. Were you there for like a negative approach, or just after they were like? Just, for me, it was just after because uh, my cousin, him and his friends were in the negative approach, but I was like ten or twelve years old, and they'd be listening to this shit. But my parents would never let me go to a show, man. It was like to get in the Blondies, we snuck out just, to, and that was in the mid '80s to go to a show. But uh, yeah, it was more for me. Like I grew up with the Coldest Life guys. I was younger they were older but i was there at the beginning when they started when they didn't even have a bass player i mean they played you know two guitars and then they added bass which was rob parmenter but we were like tight as hell back then so he didn't have a car so i drove him everywhere <laughs> you know so i drove him to practice i drove him all over the place so okay. that's where i earned the roadie position well sam how'd you meet these guys i met i met these guys through through tim alford through our, through that already? I don't yeah, yeah, we just touched on that a little bit. Okay. <laughs> um, I met them through Tim Alford, the, the the original drummer for the band. Okay. And uh, and you know he was like, hey, 
you know, I know a few guys. Tim and I had done another band before. It was it was more of a punk band. It was a, it was a band called Disconnect, and we had done yeah. that. Him and I had done that uh, together for a while, and then uh, so we were always kind of looking to do a band project type of a thing. And I had gone. Some of my first influences were like Dead Kennedys, stuff like that. Bands like that. I always had. A, I always liked uh, music that had kind of a political bent or or. Uh, you know, some, you know, just had some, some intelligence and, and some, you know, really a fuck the system type of a way, but do it in a, you know, you, you know, just had that angst and that attitude. Yeah, and I always picked that up. And then, and then for me, pro, hardcore was just kind of a, a, a progression into all that. So for me, for me, I was definitely after the negative approach stuff, you know what I'm saying? But definitely like from that, you know, era coming, coming from that you know, that time. Cause that was like more like, like Tim Alfred at the time, he's another OG that had been doing it for a long time. And you know what I'm saying? He's more from around that, that period. And then getting to know him. And then that's how I met these guys. Cause they had been friends and they had done projects, band projects in the past too. So. Fuck, man. You know, the 90s, it's like, everybody says it. Like, you know, I missed all the good shit. You know, you probably felt that way at some point or, or so you didn't I know you are living does. in the fucking, Bro, and I think I, I think everybody goes through that. I think ten or twenty years goes by, and you go. One day. Damn! What the fuck? You know, hold on a second, and then yep. you think about it, and it hits you like, dude, all this shit, man. And then you start reviewing what happened ten, twenty years ago, and it blows your lid back because you forgot about a lot of the shit. And then you're like, oh my God, I forgot we did that. Like, when we talked about how we hung out in the studio with you. Yeah. I was like, no, she totally, bro, totally forgot about that. But yeah, that was... Well, that was like a big gap, too, before we came back around. Because I think oh. we, I came back around with you guys like 2000. Remember we were hanging 2007. out? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because you were coming over. Yeah, because that's when Emery joined Bale. Yeah. Around that time. And, and then we were doing Cold as Life with Emery. And Roy and all those guys. Yeah. Yep. yep. Man, and we, we, we had a good time, yeah, yeah. bro. Oh my God! God we had, we had great Cutlass time. Supreme. We're fun. The old Cutlass. Yeah. The old Cutlass oh, Supreme, man. Justin don't, had the nicest Cutlass sad, around, guys. bro. I'm gonna cry right now. <laughs> this shit was I'm like the bomb part. Cutlass back in the day. I'm planning on getting something else eventually. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. it's it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's cool though. But still though, it's been what, 25 years or so. Whatever, I can't do math, but. It finally come back. Is there any songs that are on the new album that are actually like re-recorded songs, or is everything all like brand actually, new? Actually, yeah, yeah. I mean, which uh, is good because you know quality we, difference. You might no, add something here. No, and that's, there, that's, so. that's that's mutual a, respect that is, is one of the tracks question. that's yeah. uh, re-recorded. Mutual respect, yeah. And we've done it like a completely different way than we originally did it on the Dogs War demo. So, if you haven't heard it, you'll have to check it out. Well, we we probably recorded that song three times, anyways. But yeah, different times, different different. That is uh, makeups. I think that's one of the, the only one that's re-recorded. From yeah, the, original, the rest from of the original are, demo, the nineteen ninety-seven demo, yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So that that's an original tune. So now you Enzo, you just do vocals or? <sighs> yeah, on this record. That's a loaded question there. On this, Which on I the. Know. There's lots of different sounds throughout the yeah. few albums. I'm like, it sounds different every time. Oh, so you want me to break it down? Sure, yeah. Okay, so Sant, original vocalist. Yeah. Me and him and Jake did the backups. Me and Jake did backups. Sant was main vocalist. Uh, then I sang, and me and Jake did both uh, the backups. 
which yep. is on this record. Yeah, we did uh, on this new record. Yeah, Vinny awesome. sang yeah. main tracks, and I, me and him did. But it was uh, me and him together. on the backups, and yeah. every other vocal, it's yeah. just me and him. Yep. So, um, you know, we're we're going back to the beginning here, Sant, and then us as, you know, second and backup vocals. Yeah, but on this particular record, it's me and him, me and Enzo. I guess I could I could have just said that. <laughs> it's all good. So you were you need a chart. I'm the only sober the one story, right now. You know. So when you were singing, you weren't playing the instrument, or were you playing and singing at the same time? No, I wasn't. No, wasn't playing any instrument, just singing. Okay. And uh, just want to get back to that, you know, singing them love songs. Singing them I love songs. I wanna baby, kiss baby. you all over <laughs> and over and again. I wanna kiss you all over. I can't wait to hear what that <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> I told you this is gonna be. Oh, this is being video. <laughs> oh, it's gonna get real awkward now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, on the on the whole record. We just seen you flip the microphone. In <laughs> That's hilarious, bro. We tried to get this fucker to come sing some tracks on the new record, but he wouldn't. He was too busy freaking cutting somebody's hair downtown or something like that, or smoking a blunt. But yeah, uh, yeah. So it's I play. I ended up playing guitar and bass on the record. Um, Jesse, like we said before, plays drums. Uh, Vinny plays some leads and stuff like that, and a few parts on guitar, you know. And that's pretty much who's on it. Oh, we got we actually got uh, Joe Rico from the original Sacrifice playing uh, oh, yeah. a solo on one of the tracks as, as well. Um, <laughs> Jay Clifton also comes in and does a few uh, leads and things like that as well, and plays a few guitar tracks on there as well. So yeah, let me let me say something real quick. Yeah, Joe Rico from the original metal band from the '80s, Sacrifice does. Uh, he does the lead guitars on uh, one of our new tunes we on this record. We song. are the resistance is the name of the song. So if you so like don't, metal, so don't ask us to try to play that live because it's pretty hard. <laughs> How many songs are on the eleven? Yeah. There's eleven songs. And um, what's it called August August fifth or something? Is that what it is? August fifth is the release date. We just released our first like uh, video. Um, it's a lyric video that just came out. Uh, what two days ago on Friday? Yep. It's called uh, Every Day We Live. Worldwide. Yeah, Every Day We Live. So on YouTube, baby. It Check is. It out. You know, it's done well because I went back to it today. It almost has like one point. Well, you know, 000. people are starving you for know? real hardcore. Yeah. You know, everybody says they're hardcore, but they're playing some fucking Ingve Malmsteen in the background. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm not perfect by any means, and I'm not judging anybody, but. You know, and, people want to hear real hardcore, so here you're, you're going to have it right here. And also, the record is being released in Australia, but we're getting our own copies mailed here, so contact us if you want a copy for a less price, because some of the people were complaining about, you know, the price being, oh, I can't believe this record's so much money, but it's yeah, it's because the shipping and everything shipping, coming from so. Australia is uh, a little bit more when you're in the States as well. It's fucking 24 um, hours away. What do you but expect? I think we're going to be selling them for, what, 15 Plus shipping if yeah, somebody wants to ship out. Yeah, you get them through us for 15 bucks. So. Yeah, so. Nice. Hit us we'll up, take we'll care of you. Hit me up in my DMs, I'll get them to you for seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's that glory hole deal. <laughs> yeah. Hit up Jay. <laughs> we got a backdoor right? special. Right? Yeah, totally. hit the backdoor special, seven bucks. Hit up that rest stop. You have to finish Pop it through a slot. Hit up the rest <laughs> <up>. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You can hit up Jake Bulldog DHC on Instagram or... 
Penny? Yeah, Enzo D. Dogs of War. Just go to the Dogs of War Instagram or uh, Facebook page and you can get it. Send us a message. Fuck, man. So you guys have any shows? Any idea there will be any shows? Any live Dogs of War in the next few months? Is that a possibility or is that even in the works? One day at a time. Okay. Yeah, in the future we're probably going to do a show. Yeah, yeah right to the point. Yeah, sure. we're going to be doing shows. It's just a matter of, you know, getting this record out. This was the biggest thing and then, you know, getting our shit together, so... That's where we're at right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's fucking exciting. Uh, there's a lot going on. It's like since after the pandemic, a lot of uh, Detroit hardcore bands seem to be really being active. And yeah, Justin, Justin's been playing, haven't you? Forever, you know? Not for a while, but the scene is definitely getting a lot bigger. You know, hopefully, yeah. just you know, get more shows, more venues are starting to open back up too. You know, yeah. with you know, we just talked about you know, tied down fest, and you know. So this hopefully we get. It was surprising to see something like that happen in Detroit. Like such a it's good to see something fest. like that. Well, if it, hopefully it just happens annually. You know, that's well, the well, that's, that's the thing. You know, if you can keep this going, you there know, there will be a second one at least. Uh, and then uh, you know, <laughs> I don't, I'm hopefully Critter is going to be doing you know more Motor City Fests and stuff yeah, like that, that too. And fun. oh yeah, well, we're trying to get back. You know getting more shows for us out there for sure i wouldn't be here if we wouldn't be playing shows there'd be no point <laughs> right well how many bands are you in now justin this will be three three okay yeah any so. up any up kind of just taking a break oh, so okay, right so now still so yep yep cool well fuck um that's what i got rent i write this shit down but i could never just let it dude it's all right it, it, it this gives you an idea yeah it's hard to make it flow it just happens <laughs> it's, it's all good bro man. especially when you got brian sand here singing well, i know what we could do we just issue a challenge anytime we do play live to a drum off with justin cobble because if anybody can out drum this guy i want to see i want to see what i want to see him throw down i don't think it can happen this guy's a machine he is that for sure. If anybody can out drink Enzo D, I want to see that too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got to be WD forty. People have tried WD40. it. WD forty. I stay well lubed. So let me ask this question. Let's take it back to you because know, I heard you on uh, you did the Brooklyn you, blast Jake. furnace. Brooklyn blast furnace before you talked about yeah. uh, living with Ron Beauty um, and his crazy antics. Um, how did you? It's like. So you were already in in bands of fuck around with these guys before you knew him, or oh yeah, yeah. Like I'm trying to think of the timelines. You said you were practicing like in your garage while Jake was in the house playing. Was this before you had moved out with him, or was it after? And you just had this had was this was I had come back at that point when I when I lived with Ron. It was eighty nine ninety. How old were you? Uh, let me see. I was born in seventy three. So yeah, I was sixteen, seventeen, yeah. roughly. God, living on the streets of Detroit. To get out of your mom and dad's house and yeah, well, well, well my see, so uh, my dad had died. So I can imagine living with you know the craziest. You know him, like, you guys know him, so it's just like I remember, I know the name, you know. I mean, it, we we the could go on for hours, but you know, my my dad died, so I was like into this whole punk skater thing, anyways, and I just that was my like exit to life, you know. I I took that and rode with it, and I was friends with all these guys, especially. Uh, being like friends with Rob Parmenter when he's playing bass with Coldest Life, so that's that's how that all started was me and him hanging out, and then those dudes coming around. They were practicing in his basement in Westland, and then you know living on the street uh, Ashland in Detroit where I lived at with Ron. So back then it was just like 
you lived on the streets or you did whatever. You know, it was like the TR punks, man. We this was a real deal because we were in like a neighborhood where it was all, you know, it was segregated racially. I want to say is the I guess the proper words. I mean, I'm not racist by any means, but that's just how it was. And so you couldn't go to the store without having four or five people with you, or you were going to get lumped up or stabbed or some shit. And what part of Detroit was this? It's at? East East Detroit trying on to Ashland. Get your laser malt yeah. liquor. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just, you're trying to go get a 99. <laughs> that's all I'm trying to do is get a 99 cent malt liquor. No. Yeah. 40. Ashland and Alter. So <laughs> if if you white boy on that side. Of- and you gotta get that stabbed. Era, a, for real, check it out. It's, you're asking for trouble. Dude, <laughs> it, it was it was Alter and Ashland. So yeah. if you look it up, it's on the very east side where there was bridges built and all this, where you could take your boats back in the yeah, 20s was, down wasn't there. Wasn't it right across from Gross Point or something? Yeah, I mean you're you're down the street from Gross Point, but it was one of the hardest neighborhoods in Detroit. It's like how some streets yeah. like you drive in Detroit, like especially back then, normal, and then one street over, it's a dude. It's a we had dump, a ten foot mm-hmm. fence with barbed wire going in. Around like your property? Yeah. And we had a pit bull, which would climb that fence and jump off at the top. So Jesus Christ. So if you came by that yard, most people cross the street like two houses before us and walk down the other side of the street and then walk back. Oh shit! Because they wouldn't come by our house. We were crazy, man. We were punks and we were skinheads. You know what I mean? Who else was living there? Just you and Ron? Was there a bunch of people in and out? Uh. Nuke, my buddy Nuke, he lived on the porch. And Nuke uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, he was like from the Living Dead. It's fucking <laughs> nuclear hair that stuck up like that. <laughs> Rat Bones had lived there, but he had moved out, and I believe was had went back to New York. Um, Todd Pratt, that was his pit bull that lived there, which I just stole food just to feed that thing back in the day. Yeah, I'd go to the store and just stuff my flight jacket with dog food. And uh, they never fucked with me because they knew who we were. But, you know, I look back now and I'm like, yeah, I should have went to jail. You know, whatever. Yeah. Feeding the dog. Yeah, you know, you just hear stories from any different person. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember just being around. Oh, dude, but you know what? That that shit. Jamming in the house. Bro, that shit shit wasn't pleasurable. (laughs) There's people that wanted to fight you (laughs) and beat you up every day. (laughs) Well. Or just the areas. No, he, he ran it. You know, at that time, people didn't fucking step to him because he knocked everybody out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, it, there was a point in time where I was in high school, and he was going around fighting everybody that was the toughest dude in, in high schools. Was he even like in Like, Olive in Livonia. No, he wasn't in school. He yeah, had age difference. But he was... He was born in 70, so he's two years older, three years older than me. So I'm 48. Yeah, he'd be 51 right now, but... He had the reputation of I went to Franklin High School and there were so many of us punkers and hardcore kids there. But he was he'd be like, "Who's the, who's the toughest jock in your school? I'm gonna go fight him." So he would fight him. What the fuck? Like he fought bodybuilders and shit, dude. No reason, just yeah. And I'm not. I I don't want to mention any names right now, but dude, he fought one of the toughest students in our school that was a bodybuilder and shit, and it was like a draw. And this and Ron was off the streets, man. Yeah. You got to think too. He was, you know, he was so he was young, man. You know, like yeah. this was like when he was a younger. You know, I, I can't remember when he died. Was he not even like twenty three? But it, so you he know, never really got to even 
Nah, like, he was young. I mean, his brain you know, wasn't even fully formed at that age. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, like making wrong decisions. But he was a dad. Plus, he had a he had a hard life growing up. You know, he he, he had a daughter. He had, you know, and all this yeah. stuff. And he was one, trying to get his shit together. That's one thing you don't hear. You know, because he wasn't. He's not around, or all the stories just faded and twisted. Like, like do you know anything about him like growing up? Like. Where did he grow? Like in Detroit? Did he live in Detroit or in the same area as you guys? Well, his, you know, I went to his mom's house once, and they were in Roseville. Okay. But, so in, you know, North. I, I had met him years ago. We went to famous BMX track. It used to be on uh, Michigan Avenue in Middlebelt. He raced a red line, and uh, I think I had a Huffy at a time, whatever. But my boy <laughs> took us there, and we had met, and he was at the track. Oh, and I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, you know, six, seven years later, we're in this punk scene, and I met him, you know, and I was like, holy shit, I know you. And, we, dude, it was the BMX connection. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. But, anyways, Fuck. you know. Yeah. Did any of you guys work at that uh, the telephone place? I've heard that. Oh, Capital Communications? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We all did. Detroit Hardcore. Right, right. I worked there. I'm area. calling on the behalf fucking of the Michigan Association did. of Police. <laughs> it's fucking yep. funny that you mentioned that, man. I, I got so many. Fuck you, motherfuckers. They were ripping <laughs> off the fucking police. <laughs> you put me police, in jail. Basically. <laughs> that? That'd be like, oh, man, I was at, uh, jail. Damn, where was <laughs> that? Farmington. Somebody else did. It was in, the, it was in like the uh, the commercial area of Farmington. and Schoolcraft In between Schoolcraft and Everybody worked there, man. We all did back in the day. Pinecrest Communications that did the same shit. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. I worked there oh, for a few months, and I was like, fuck this. Everybody. Oh, funny story. So I ended up, I ended up getting fired from there. And, and it was, so I worked there. I worked over there with, let's see, I was over, I was over there with Dougie Toms. You know who fired me? Steve Crass from over there. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, he called me oh, into the office. and he I, hey, the nicest guy, He was guy like, too, man, I, he's like, hey. He's like, we end up reviewing some of the tapes of your conversations, and I don't, I gotta let you go. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, oh, okay, well, if you heard the tapes, you know. <laughs> so, so, so we would be, yeah. So, so like they had like, like back and back then it was all like real to real tapes. You know what I'm saying? Now, what was what was funny about it was, like I would get in my area, like I would I would call and straight up be like, this is. Sergeant Sant, you know what I'm saying? From the from the you know like LPD, you know what I'm saying? We need. We need money for, you know, bulletproof vests. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would make it, le you know, sound like legit. Like, I was like, you know, like it was the fucking chief of police calling them. You know what I'm saying? And like, like we're going to stop, you know, patrolling your house. You know what I'm saying? If you don't, you know, if you don't fucking contribute, you know what I'm saying? Well, I would, I would get, you know, ridiculous on it. You know what I'm saying? And out there and sometimes rather inappropriate. And, uh. And we would just be laughing, though, man, because that, that job was, I mean, everybody, fucking everybody worked there. I was over there with with uh, with Dougie Toms and and Big Gom, yeah, it was all the, the and whole Steve Crass. Yeah, that was it was it, that was that was something. But it's where the money actually go. If anybody got any money, where did you get? Like a fraction of a percent actually went to what it was said it went to. Yeah, Everything else was like there. that. Was everybody that was working there was paid employees. So it's not really a it was an overhead. Yeah, it's all yeah. it's all a shell money. game. You, you know, know, it's a show game. To the fucking right, right, right. Yeah, well, they still try to call me. They said, "Well, I don't know what's that? Obviously, not that place, but it's like we're calling on behalf of whatever police department." The first thing I asked, I said, 
what's your overhead? How much actually yes. goes yes. to the police department? They're it's like, a, uh, it's uh, approximately eleven uh, percent. I'm like, where's the fucking eighty nine percent going? Yep. Like, yeah, and it's 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 a story, right, dude. Right. Yeah, right. No, it was hey. it was supposed to be for bulletproof vest because yeah, they yeah. they couldn't afford their own bulletproof vests and and uh, something to help get kids fingerprinted sure or something. So to tell you where the other eighty nine percent went, it went into beer and weed and everything else we were doing out in the parking lot you know what I'm saying we were getting people to donate <laughs> but some people made really good money up there working there oh yeah oh yeah no 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 there were some there were some people that like and we're doing it for years man some of them fucking some of them guys were yep slick slick fucking salesmen on a phone man you get on a phone you would never know they were so they were like the assistant to the manager yeah yeah well i mean you had steve you had steve crass was the fucking he was the manager running the show okay you know what i'm saying the vocalist from from crass the old punk band crass oh yeah and then you had yeah it was it was it was we had everybody everybody up there was from everybody was from the beer whores crass and sblc (laughs) coldest life you know what i'm saying it was fucking yeah it was it was all up there we all worked up there. I remember me and Matt Buck. Matt Buck would work up there, and we all would just be fucking cracking up, man. Maybe <laughs> them guys would tell you some stories, man. I would, I would, dude, we could I go can't even remember. Yeah, I, I worked there a little later than I these guys did, so Kinko's, it was a little after yeah. these guys. Oh, around. Shit. Shit. So if you've I ever... Know, so you say, no, I said I worked there a little after these guys did, so I was a more in the younger version, but <laughs> still with other... Uh, Detroit musicians like uh, Brian Galindo, he played in like uh, Suburban Delinquents and uh, uh, Hamilton and a few other bands. He was one of the dudes that were, and there was a bunch of other people I went to school with, but he was just one that jammed in the band and stuff. And he was like one of the best salesmen. It was hilarious, man. But uh, yeah, there was other people that worked there too, still, even when I worked there. So. Yeah, that place was something else, man. Retardedness. I wonder if they're still fucking selling, you know. I was going to say, is it collected still going? Money. Like, are they still Probably collecting is. money for Bulletproof Vests or what? I hope. Like, I, would, I hope to get that call someday. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would love it. Oh, yeah? million dollars gets I'm going to question you. One Bulletproof Vest. <laughs> I played this game before. You know? <laughs> you have a oh, yeah. Dude. So, do you guys ever take Dogs of War out of the country? Or do you guys ever go to Europe? Or was it just every other band you guys ever played in went to... No, we started... We actually, very early on, we actually did a couple shows in Canada. Okay. That were really fun. Yeah, Canada was a blast. You know, like we Windsor just did a, or... Yeah, it was over just just over in Windsor, but but they were some really good shows, really... Still a different country. It feels different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Canada's awesome. Man. Yeah, we never got dogs really over there. You know, we uh, me and Enzo, we went... No, uh, we played Toronto, remember? Toys no, for Tots. Yeah, but I'm saying that I'm talking about for... Uh, oh, with Sam? It... Out of the country, country. Yeah. You know, like uh, we went, I'm talking me, Canada. me and Enzo went into Europe and Cast and Fire in 2000, and then with Hate Inc., we went again with Coldest Life as well around 2007. So never with Dogs of War in Europe yet, but, you know, the records got out there and other stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Like, that's couple that. hundred we have repressed. Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> worldwide hardcore. That's all so European people, right? Yeah. That's where it's based like, so. out of. Yeah. And just like, they love. But people in Europe, they love fucking Detroit. It's like, it's great. Europe's awesome. It's hard for it was, general, but they have like a thing for But there's Detroit so much for. love in Europe, you know. It was amazing back then because even back then in like the late, mid to late 90s, we were getting mail from all over the place. Australia, yeah. Japan, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was like, it was, it was just interesting just to see even in the 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 little little bit of stuff that we were doing back then the internet wasn't like it is now Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so 
things were different on that front. So you were getting like handwritten letters from people like, What's you know, say that? on bark paper. Because yeah. <laughs> I was looking yeah. at, you guys did Haruki that. Haruki Suzuki. Cassette. A cassette was a, uh, what's a cassette you guys did? Oh, jeez. Going, going, going yep. for a dime. That's the original demo. on there. It said any mail or whatever. It's a bunch yeah. of banks and shit. Yes. And it said, and Brian at blah, 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 whatever, in Plymouth, Michigan. Yeah. Um, yep. I just looked at it fucking today because, you know. Yeah. Just yeah. Through, <laughs> you look research yeah, on yeah. the band, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's like, let me see the thanks because uh, there's still a. I actually would get mail. That's what I'm actually talking about. Okay. We, would, I, we would get mail from like all over the fucking place. And it's like, damn, I mean, a tape made it out to fucking Australia or one made it out to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, when know, we only all, did, what, two hundred fifty? For all to be said about the stuff that's, you know, because we, back then, we were fucking making, we were making cassette tapes. Like, we were, we were burning them ourselves, you know what I'm saying, yeah. out of boom boxes and oh, shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> we're spending yeah, fucking hours doing that shit. You know, <laughs> right? Right. That was That's it. We were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were doing that shit. I mean, it was DIY, DIY. Go on eBay right now. There's one for 153 Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, okay, don't so we'll never buy that. that. By the way, don't buy it. Just don't hit me up. It. We'll make you a copy. Right, right. Seven bucks. Hit me up in the DM. Seven <laughs> for <bucks>. real. <laughs> I'm gonna send it to you. <laughs> Back to that. Whoever saw it for that, you're a gouger, man. <laughs> okay. So Get now. your money and send me half. Get your money and send me half. Just a half. Send me half. <laughs> I want half. I'm the artist, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Send me half. Just a half. I was gonna ask. Oh man. Am I wrong? I mean somebody told me about this uh <laughs> zine that used to be around. The way it oh, is. My oh goodness. yeah. Who did that zine? Oh, that, that was way it is. That was both of our Yeah. It was it was my ex wife Cheryl. Okay. And and his wife, wife Nicole. Nicole. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the reason I asked is because I had seen a picture. Do you of have a copy of that? No, I did you break it out? I wish I did. <laughs> I, was gonna ask, I thought you had something to do with it. That's why yes, I was like, yes. Bro, I'm pretend like I don't know. Listen, but, you know, yeah. I got yeah. one. I got one copy left. Do you? There's yeah, one copy oh, yeah. left so, in the original only box. One edition, or was it like just multiple? one it was edition? Just the one. Okay. There was just the one, and it was it wasn't intended to be that way. It was intended that there was going to be more. But it just, you know. They wrote everything for number two, though, didn't they? they just yeah, everything was ready for number two. Yeah, I got a copy of too. I was going to bring it over tonight, but. Oh, man. I, I figured, I go, this if is the only copy that needs to be copied. Kinko's, we would just burn you copies. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we, would have, we would have a lot more copies. Well, I'm at, I, honestly, this is where I'm at because I found it last week and I, I was like, well, why don't I just take the original copy and copy it and do like 100 more? And then whoever wants it or whatever gets it. Dude, you know, so, well, you really should. Really, honestly, it's, yeah. they're very good interviews. It was good. Know? It was. There's there's one that was on like a on like a bidding page online, and there's only like a few like it's a picture of like a three or four pages of it, but you can barely read it. I was like, fuck, I wish I knew what that said because it's with uh, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't read what it says. Like, yeah. I want to read what that fucking says. You know, his uh, perspective on things and there was a lot of fun year stuff. That was. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot there of fun stuff. There was '98, I think. Okay. There was, uh, yeah. I think, if I'm not mistaken, there was '98. Uh, Earth was, Mover. Uh, there was an article in Earth Mover, Dogs of War, Hoods, Cold as Hoods. Life, Hoods, No Redeeming Social Value. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a, it was fun, man. Okay. It was a fun project. That's actually what bridged kind of the New York uh, scene with us back in the day, too. Zines? Was that zine? Or no, that, that, one, that one specifically. Well, well, that scene, we you know we went out and played uh, Coney Island High. We went, we did a, a weekend tour with Cold as Life, 
where uh, where do we play? Buffalo, and then upstate yeah, New York, yeah. and then I think we uh, played Rochester at this uh, church Rochester. somewhere. Yeah, and then we ended up playing Coney was, Island. Was, High who played? Wasn't it Shoto Con or whatever that band was? What was that band's name? <laughs> I can't remember, it was, uh, man. It was Shoto Con. We did play with Shoto Con. It was crazy. We played with Death Threat. Yeah, Death Threat was on that. Death Threat oh, was on that one. Shit. Yeah, dude. Okay. That that was when the shows were like it was one of my all of us bands just. Ever, fucking Death Threat. Oh, it was a fun show, man. Day. But it was before the shit got big, you know. So everybody was just kind of. You know, playing the shows and doing the DIY and and taking care of each other. DIY. DIY. <laughs> DIY. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. It's okay. Drunk driving. Well, whatever. <laughs> Good thing I'm driving. I, I lost my whole train of thought, assholes. DIY. Being a, a DIY and. Yeah, but anyway, so you know, we played Coney Island High and we got to play with Disassociate. We played with Lady Luck, uh, Roger Which Martin's yeah. other band. Um, it's yeah, like it a boy fun. punk. Band. There was a bunch of bands that played that show, but that, you know, what I I guess I'm getting to is is the whole New York Detroit thing's been going on for years, and you know we're a part of it. Cold as Life was a part of it. You know, a lot of bands that were old at those times were a part of it, but we still keep it going today. You know, thankfully, man. You know, uh, well, you got to. Yeah, it's we're still in contact with a lot of those people, not, and we we, yeah. we always, you know, it's not politics chat with them and once bullshit. Around, so. You know, it's 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 family. You know. Yeah, and a lot of people, you know, outgrow it, obviously, but it's always something. How do you outgrow something that you are though? You yeah. know what I mean? Well, For me. I said a lot of people. They do, but they're not down it. from the beginning. Yeah, true. You yeah. weren't down. If, if to me, you know, and this is my opinion. Dude, I, I can't get it out of my soul. You know, this is this is who I am. This is what I do. That's what I've done. That's what I'm going to be doing. He was born with a guitar in his hand. <laughs> yeah, but I'd say, like, Justin, you've been the most active over the last years. I mean, like, what, 10? I mean, you guys have been doing... I mean, Justin's been, going nonstop. Yeah, Justin's been well, going nonstop. Bad mofo, yeah. But I mean, honestly, like for the past year, I haven't been doing anything but raising a child. So, but I mean, being a dad's I, number one, bro. You know it. You know it. But no, I mean, the scene has been having its hits because we lost some venues too. We lost like the 2500 Club. We lost the Comet. You know, we also lost like Corktown Tavern. You know, those are like some niches yeah. that a lot of the bands that were punk, punk were playing punk, in these areas. Punk places. Now, you know, now you got some like Homebum Manor, I believe. Uh, Smalls is doing it. Like I know you got New Dodge, you know. So there's just some venues out there, but old Miami does. Yeah, old Miami. Now, yep. Now. Yep. And Parts and Labor, they do shows. Yep. Parts and Labor was pretty good too with that extended stage too when Smash Your Enemies played. That was really cool. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully. Where's your favorite place to play, Justin? Favorite place to play? What's your favorite venue you've ever played in Detroit? In Detroit? So oh man, like probably would have to be. <laughs> Probably, I don't know, man. That's on the spot question. Maybe El Club. What about I like El Club. El Club was pretty fun. We played with Agnostic Front. What about El Club? was cool, man. Yeah, that was. Alvin's. When did you play? See, I didn't play Alvin's. I thought you did with Bale. No, we never played Alvin's. Alvin's was gone right after Bale's joined. Alvin's was like. That was a good one. Was in my early days. When I found hardcore, like, I seen Ramallah there. I seen Terror for the first time there. Um, we did a few hating shows that's there. You guys there with hate. Well, Cold hate life, Inc. I think you guys did a show with uh, Let It Die. Or was it Hate Inc. Let It Die? Or did Dogs of War also play that show? I think Dogs of War played the show too. Can't remember. A few, few songs. Just a few songs, <laughs> okay. though. Yeah. 
Jesse. That's who we had Jesse in there. 2500 Club. I don't know if Dogs of War. Dogs of War did never play 2500 Club. It was Hate Inc. I always felt so uncomfortable there. Because like, all you guys, I was like, your guys is hanging out. I was like 17. As much as but it wasn't even my hangout, man. I just played. You know what yeah. I mean? It was It was pretty old, much. All the CTYC guys showed yeah. up there when yeah. there was a show. So I just like associated. And every show had guys. different, you know, different turnout. But yeah, it got kind of crazy there. I remember <laughs> when Jake got. They locked Jake out of there, and he climbed the fucking fence and broke yeah. into the fucking place. <laughs> it was a, like, it was a totally you guys out. You're fucking dude. It was a totally different show. Like, I don't even think it was a hardcore the show. Play this place. Dick. I fucking I went to. We were hanging out at Alvin's, and uh, <laughs> me and my buddy Keith Kaczynski were hanging out, and uh, for some reason, I, I think it was like one of those bands that won like the MTV thing to get like a tour bus and everything, and they played at Alvin's, and everybody was like, "Fuck you guys, you didn't earn this I remember RV that or something." Show. And then yeah, whatever, it's like, so it's the road to Ozfest. Is what yeah, it was so, like yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I so that five finger death punch or something. It was weird. something like that. So we went to everybody went to like the twenty five hundred club after or whatever. And I, I I don't think I even brought any money with me because I was like, oh Jeff would let me in and you know all these people would let me in. So I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to hang out. And they wouldn't let me in, dude, that night. And I fucking flipped out and I fucking <laughs> climbed this tree. Climbed the, the fucking fence, dude. I, was, dude, because I was all wasted. I, I, cl- I climbed this tree and then they had like uh, they had like uh, these plastic uh, slats through the freaking cyclone fence. I was digging my fingernails in them to try to climb up there, and then I climbed over the barbed wire, and then that's when they caught me, and then they got <laughs> right pissed off. Yeah, and they were like, "What are you trying to do, like- Jake?" Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like- in there. <laughs> I was in there. I was already. Drinking, I had to dude. apologize uh, to Jeff and everything. I was like, oh, "I'm sorry, buddy. I was just a little fucked up that night." You know. He said, don't you know who I am, man? We he was play cool. here all the time and shit, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was one of them deals. It's yeah. like, you don't know who the fuck I am? Why is your fucking door guy giving me a hard time? Oh, fuck man. that guy. Yeah, he wasn't working the door. It was uh, somebody else. I yeah, some other like, dipshit uh, that didn't know who was, you know, whatever was going on. We were. I was, I, just played, I was like, I just played her last week. No, no I was over. No, he was, he was yeah. drinking, but... Yeah, I was in the 20s by then, I think. Now, your guys, what's your guys' favorite venue to play? Yeah, of all time. I well. always like St. Andrews in the Shelter, man. Oh, St. Andrews in the Shelter? Yeah. No, upstairs or downstairs? Yeah. Downstairs always sounded a little bit better when really? you're on the stage, but when you're, you know, when you're playing that's drums, really, that's, St. Andrews sounded awesome. That's a tough question, man, because we played so many venues. I mean, honestly, fuck. You know who I was, one that I was real partial to is Magic, Magic Stick. Yeah, Magic Stick. I was just Magic Stick, yeah. man. Magic Stick probably. Put a poster behind you. I got you guys on the The Yeah, this one yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, dude. Look yep. at that. Yeah, the, <laughs> well, that's, that's majestic, uh, but still. Like Magic Stick, the the tone was really good. They always had good sound there. That had, uh, God, who's our boy doing sound? Um, Chris Panaki? Chris Panaki. Chris Panaki. Our Detroit brother, Chris sound, Panaki. Baby. This goes out to you, Chris Panaki. Bro, always shout Detroit out to Chris sound. Panaki. Always sounded good. Always sounded good when Chris was doing the sound. Um, that, the, yeah, that probably stage, was one so of our good. best sounds. I mean, other than out of town, I'm not going to bring I don't know it. how it sounded to the crowd. Different cities. <laughs> it sounded good. Nah, that's yeah, all I can't I remember. forgot about that. Place. It looks like the crowd was having fun. But, I mean, oh. we played New York where the sound was phenomenal. Yeah. Well, did we do CBGBs or no? We did yeah, CBGBs. CBGBs was good. We played CBGBs. That was great sound. Um, yeah, CBGBs was fun. With dogs? With dogs. Yeah, dogs. We played yep. with dogs and Hayden. And Hayden. Oh, oh, okay, CBGBs. now there's a live recording of that. 
Yeah. Yep. Worst record. sound, worst venue. <gasps> Let's do it. Throw it out oh there. Oh my god. Worst oh, sound. Oh man. It's probably not around anymore. It's so no, there's dude, there's a video of it on YouTube. Harpos. Um Harpos? Where Harpos. we play I know a lot, man. Good fight Terrible. or one of them. It's in Indiana. Bad like that speakers. the the sound no, was no, Detroit, horrible. Though. Detroit though. Oh, Detroit? Detroit. What's what's the worst venue in Detroit, sound wise? Pretty much any venue that didn't have a sound system that we would play, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like I would, I would love to play Pharaohs. Like I, that's that was next to the token. Pharaohs sounded good. It never really token had a good sound good. system, um, but it was still always really good, fun to play. Uh, Mr. Muggs was fun to play, but it didn't really have a sound system, so I don't think it sounded the best, you know. Um, now I'm sure there's a few others too. What's know, that? What's that God, old? What's that old hotel on the other side of City Club? Leland. Oh, the Leland. Leland. Yeah. Fucking Jay Navarro. Jay Navarro did a show there with. Uh, yes, I, I was there. Poison Tongues played that. Was it, it was the, at the was, ballroom. At the that ballroom. was actually, you know what? The fucking sound was horrible. No, it was like everything echo. Like, it bing, was bing, fucking bing, horrible. Bing, 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 bing. It sucked, dude. Yes. I totally remember that. It was like Break Anchor, right? Did they play there? It was. It was. Oh, what was it? Damn, I can't think of the other band, but Poison Tongues played there. Suck it Where the fuck is this guy going? That was man. That was piss. Suck it in. So you you remember that? <laughs> the interview ain't yeah, over yet. Yeah, you can't terrible. take a piss yet. I'm not gonna bullshit. That place. <laughs> about I don't know. I don't know up, what me. it was about that place, man. I don't know if it was the high ceiling in that bitch or what, but no, it was it was, it was the worst. Not, it was not meant for shows. You know, oh, no, man. no. That was like that. After I after I asked that question, I'm like going over in my own mind, like what what are some of the. The worst sound, and I, that was that no, show. No, I'm glad you brought that up because I kind of forgot about that show. There was, who else was, was on that bill? Um, I'm who else was on that bill? It was you guys, Freak uh, Anchor. There was like there, there was, was another a, band. It's a punk, like a punky band, but I, and it's funny because the dude works at where I work too. Yeah, yeah. But I'm having a hard time. First of all, if you go to a City Club, you're, was, you're you know, always have bright parts. I'm trying to think. Of, yeah, yeah. City Club is the old fucking. You know what I'm saying? Goth club. So you got that, and it's like. You go there like I had only ever been to City Club up until that show. So then, Agro like, or so die. Now, so now you go the through this. Who, who was Agro it? Agro or die. Agro or die. Okay, yep. right on, right on. So now, so now we're like, so now you're going through this back hallway to the Leland Club. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, like I've been over at City Club, but I didn't know what to expect. You know what I'm saying? So you cross over to Leland, and it's like this super nice old fucking hotel. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, the nice architecture in there and everything, and like. Oh, sweet. They're doing it in this ballroom over there in the old, this old hotel, you know. What a fucking shit sound system, bro. That shit was One of the Motor City bad. Fest was actually at City Club, and it actually did pretty good there. I liked it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cold yeah. as Life had played that. When, uh, Earth so Mover, what was Earth it? Mover did, yeah. too. So it wasn't the yeah, acoustics in there? It was the sound system itself? Or what? No, it was just the where it was. It was like the acoustics stage. from the room, because yeah, it's yeah, a ballroom. It's not is meant for, like, loud, loud music. Is that the through the windows and all that shit up on top when Earth Mover played? No, 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 no. That was, uh, that was the Broderick Tower. It was, we were up like that's seven the, floors. We that's where Sant threw somebody through, uh, through, wow. through the wall or something, didn't you, Sant? Total respect, huh? Yeah, I got into a fight with some guy. With that show, I threw him through the window. You know, what's another um, uh, memorable thing I've always, always heard about, too, which I wish I was there. Blood for Blood did a house show in Detroit. Was that Bird's House or that something? Was that Bird's oh yeah, house. I don't. I don't think there? I went to that no. show. I wasn't no. there. We were supposed there. to play that night, but oh, I think that man. was uh, one something of the happened. Immigration deals from Canada. Weren't they supposed to play? Uh, I don't remember Winter what happened. Two? 
Yeah, I don't, they actually, I think, they, I, I can't remember if they were able to play Windsor or not. I don't remember what happened because we were supposed to play the Windsor show and a few Wonder of our members got held back with that. Stigmata. Oh, show, right? And yeah, uh, it was That was the same night as Stigmata. I, I think you and yeah, Tim yeah. Alford got sent back or something. Remember? That was in Canada. Or was it, was it Clifton and Tim Alford? I can't remember. Somebody. Two of you guys got sent back because. No, but they were, they were, they had come. What was that, what was that fest that Blood for Blood came out to? Roy Stock. Yeah. That was Roy Stock. But this was the night we were supposed to play with Stigmata and Blood for Blood. Yeah, yeah. In Windsor. Okay, right on, right on. And me and Jake made it over, but you fuckers didn't yeah, make it over. Yeah. Man, I'm gonna have to go take a piss this too one now. Let you over? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't. Yeah, they wouldn't. <laughs> Criminal history. <laughs> yeah, they. You're next. Yeah. Go pisser. Yep. You're next, bro. Go smoke some weed in there. <laughs> hot, hot box in the bathroom. Yeah. Cool. Man, now it sucked to have to miss a Blood for Blood house show though. That's like, so that's one of my favorite bands of all time as well, along with the Death Threat. And uh, I never seen them because they were already all fucked up before. Yeah, they were a great bands. Yeah, before, um, uh, even who they were, for the most part. But see, you got to think, man. Like when we were coming out, they were just coming out. Yeah. So they wasn't. They yeah. weren't like yeah. big. I mean, they were known like in the underground. So, you know, you get 30 people, roughly. Yeah, yeah, Dude. yeah. You know what I mean? No. So, like, our shows that would was, be like that. That was, yeah. Some Sometimes you would go play, and you would be expecting to play a bigger show, and you'd go there, and there'd be 30 to 60 people there. You know what I'm and saying? More band members. Than but you always had a good time. People. Yeah. You know, like, even yeah. if you had, you know, it was a low, lower crowd. You yeah. always, it was the yeah, underground, and you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. always, always fun. Always, yeah, that's how you meet a lot of lifelong like, friends, shit like that. I look back, and like some of those, some of those, like garage shows, man, and fucking the base, vegan basement shows. Store. And, oh, the vegan, vegan grocery, grocery, grocery store, man. man. So that, fucking great. Put, you ever hear of that place? The no, vegan grocery no, store? No, never heard of it. Or what so about the vegan, what about the, in 404 Willis? Yeah, 404 You know what I'm saying? Which was a, which was a vegan grocery store. But, but this place in Pontiac, right? It was a vegan grocery store. We, we, played, we played there with Earth Mover and these. It was in a basement. But when you played, like every time the drums hit, this dust and shit would fall from the floors. It was from the 1800s. Oh, no shit. So you, you'd be down, you'd be like, <coughs> oh, yeah, dude, you'd be you're, screwed up for like months. You know, everybody's in a fit and getting crazy, but the dust and shit. Yeah, it was horrible. It was freaking horrible. But it was it was a nice tight like basement like in you know you could just go nuts. I remember Sant nailing Lenny was and everybody, years and old. all it kinds of people. Man, there's some cool pi- there. we got some cool pictures from down there of shows and it was just nice and tight and people would just fucking go crazy and. Yeah, find that shit. Yeah, it's history. Yeah, I got them. It's fucking history. You know? I got them all. Yeah. <laughs> because there's a few select people who actually, you know, someone documented the shit that was happening whether it's a yeah, picture right. or a fucking five minute you know, video. Or you know, going back like like, like what we were talking about when we were actually doing like cassette tapes with the first demos and stuff like that like you were really like some of the old stuff that we have like we got like a box of like old fucking eight millimeter tapes oh you know what i'm saying like oh, this yeah, is like going back to like movie. we got a we like yeah we had a i took yeah, we i got took a dogs of war movie we never I, even put it out yet i took Jesus. like literally it's just it's a lot of footage of us just hanging out being goofy mm-hmm. it was us at the recording studio when we met justin you know what I'm saying? So it was like, there's a lot of stuff on there that's cool. There. Like, like, and then what's cool is show on there with it's us doing a bunch of jackass type yeah. stuff. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then, and then it goes into like us playing a couple different shows in between the different scenes. So it's, so if you want to see a bunch of idiots, that's what you want to watch. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it does. 
you know, it holds up, you know, the memories and shit. For people who were there or probably remember hearing about it, you know, they'd love to see it now because everything, it's like all you have to do is fucking go on your Dude, phone and there it is, man. It's all fake as hell. Like, I posted a couple videos a while back. I don't know if you've seen it with him driving my fucking lawnmower down the street. Yeah, yeah, I did That's say. from that video. That's, oh, no shit. That's 1997. Holy shit. You know, it's... That's that shit's like old. That's just got it's got some stuff in there. It's got some when we were up in uh, Canada, we were doing a show, and uh, it's got a a, a video. Of Dan Meter had come up to see us, and he ended up there was some shit that went down, Danny and Dan boy. ended up getting his head Somebody all cut. Broke a bottle over his head, and yeah, so he got like, so we got that shit on yeah, video. Like I ended up one. one for one, and we ended up playing a show. Dan with one Murray one. and one for one, our brothers. Shout out! Shout out! So then we Faust. We got some. We got our brothers. I shout out. Catching him, he he ended up going into the bathroom when he was all cut up. So I like followed him into the bathroom. So you got some <clears throat> some good footage. I know a lot of people that know Dan. You know what I'm saying? Would love yeah. to see. Would love to see that too. You know. Yep. Shit. Yeah, that's crazy. And the funny thing is, wasn't well, really funny. I don't know what I was going to say, but it's a, it's just good that it's still available and it'll still be uh, relevant to what you guys are doing now. And whoever's paying attention or gives a fuck will be interested to see the nonsense. Yeah, yeah eventually one day we'll get, get something out like that. It's the same retarded ago. stuff, you know. So, but it's still cool. Doing... You know, well, now you can just do it with your phone. That's it. So continue. Get a lawnmower. Yeah. Start yeah. drinking. Get on the fucking lawnmower. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, take it back. You got it ready. Man. Yeah, with the way yeah, gas the prices are, we'll be driving the lawnmower to work, man. <laughs> Dude, the funniest part is, is you don't even see the whole video. You don't see him going in there. And putting what thirty seven cents down? Yeah, something like that. It didn't take much to fill the tank up on this thing. (laughs) And this is in nineteen ninety seven, so gas was like cheap as shit. You know, he's up. He goes in there with goggles on, dude. There's a whole line. There's like a scene where he goes in the gas station, and it's this is before Jackass. You know, so he's doing Jackass before Jackass. Right. Goggles on and everything, waiting in line, dude. People are. Being people are looking at me like, what the dude, fuck's over this? Being, fucking nut. People yeah. are being stupid as shit, though, in the video. The way they look at me still to this like, day. He's like, I'll take uh, 37 cents. <laughs> right. You know, he's fucking, everybody in there is like, what the fuck's this guy's problem? This guy welding or what? Yep. Remember, though? <laughs> but it captures all the stupid people before you, too. Right, yep. right. They were like, oh, my God, dude. This is crazy. Fuck. Well, I mean, <laughs> good times. <clears throat> yep. It's good times. We're here for the good times. And so, so that show behind <laughs> you guys that you played at the Majestic, did that actually happen? That show? Like, yes. Yeah, uh, war. It did. World, World Cold oh, Cold oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There, was some, there were some cancellations there. I don't think All Out War made it out. I think they did. I can't remember. I, I'm pretty sure. I one of them didn't, them. though. One for One played. I, oh, maybe it was One for One, one that didn't show. No, One for One made it out. Yep. I remember seeing All Out War, too. And Blood for Blood. But it could have been different times. I don't remember. I don't remember the whole set setup. And because uh, I heard like Earth Mover and Coldest Life didn't play together much. Like only uh, yeah once or twice, or maybe three or four times. Yeah, I mean Why they would play like, together. Same with us too. It like just was different, different. Uh, different people going to those shows. Yeah. Well, yeah. at those times though, you got to think like there was only so many bands in Detroit, so everybody wanted to keep their scene going with. Hey, we're putting on a show, and this is who we're promoting. Yeah, and sometimes they book them the same nights as the other shows. We've had overbooked you know, days all kinds of stupid and all stuff that shit. Going. Yeah, yeah. I was, you always hear about the drama between, you know, 
whoever, certain people. You certain look people. back now and you laugh. Straight edge yeah, you like Yeah, yeah, yeah you look at it now. It's, yeah. it's, it's retarded laughable. because yeah. almost everybody's all friends now. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. Like, we're, we all grew past We're not that about shit, the drama. Each so, other. No. What it is, like, what I've come to appreciate over the years is just how many people you do come to get to know. Mm-hmm. You're like, you, you just meet everybody through the music scene and you know what I'm saying and it's like Pride and ego, just if like, you're around it long enough then you'll get to know a lot of good people you know what I'm saying yeah. like because yeah. it's like you're not going nowhere they're not going nowhere so just get along yeah right right yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and some, you have to fight for your place in this scene yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 What the fuck you talking well about? it's kind of funny because you, you end up finding out that you have more in common than you do not in common Mm-hmm. And you plus know, a lot, like, oh, well, all right, with cool. a lot of the old schoolers, that's how it was, you know, when you know, there was the 80s or 90s, man, you know, people were, you know, you went to a show, it was, it was brutal, you know, it, it wasn't, wasn't like cool. some, hey, everybody's hanging out and stuff. We don't friends, know you, you, know? you don't know us, you're fucked. Now, it, every, now everybody <laughs> can get along and hang out. Yeah, blood, blood, enough blood was shed to have that happen Unless you now. respect yeah. everything yeah. going on. Well, even, you know, 04, 05, I started going to shows, it surely felt like... Not so much like as unwelcome, but like so you just better watch your shit, you know, fucking pay attention and be respectful. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that's well, you know, is, unfortunally sometimes you gotta learn that's that in life anyway. You know? yep. So yep. it's easier to learn then, I suppose. Like it's like you better fucking learn to shut the fuck up. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. But if you, if you want, you, you know, yourself. yeah. Know. Like, like you're saying, oh four and oh five. I mean, you know, you go ten years before that. You know, to 95, 94, whatever. I mean, it, it was a harder scene, you know, and you go back even for a few more years, it's, it was even harder. It, you know, you didn't just go hang out, you know. Yeah. The, the, your, your shit was, you, you had to, like, not prove yourself, but not be a narc, not be nothing else, and, and earn people's respect before you were actually into the family of the scene. Yeah. It's way different now than it is. It's you know, you can show up on Instagram or Facebook and have a you know, all these pretty pictures of you and all your tattoos and how you've been down for so many years, but you know, nobody knows you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. People like when you show up to shows, um, and you're more you feel safe. Well, you know, it, it's it's more it was it's more of a family thing. You know, it's like these these dudes are all my family. You know, they're not just acquaintances because they're in the same scene. It's it's a family type thing. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's there's there's no need for any BS, man. We all we're all there just to you know enjoy the music and have fun. Exactly. You know, have have the brotherhood and sisterhood like it's supposed to be. Also, you know? really, it's a better scene than yeah. it, it was without. You know, it was crazy back then. The chaos, you know, it was it's crazy. Just like it's it it's evolved so much. Like I think you said, all the blood has been shed already. So no need for fucking nonsense. Yeah. Everybody. I can't agree with that. Hopefully stays you know, that way. Even more, yeah. 100%, you know? Yeah. Totally agree with that. Fuck all that shit. You got that shit? Listen, I'm saying it right now. You got that kind of beef and bullshit? Take it elsewhere. It ain't, it ain't down at our scenes or our shows or our stuff. Because we're family. Yeah, Fuck your else. bullshit. Yeah, take your bullshit somewhere else. Take Unless you've got a problem with Justin Cobble, then come see him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or see Sant, his representative. Yeah, you come you talk go. to me. Straighten you out. <laughs> Fucking straighten you out. 
the Where are we at on time on that? Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you guys doing this shit. I mean, I knew it'd be a retarded. When him and fucking Jim Davey came through. I don't know about Jim Davey. Let's talk about Jim Davey. You son of a bitch, Smo. You son of a bitch, Smo. I know you're watching me right now, you son of a bitch. Next time I cut your hair, I'm going to fuck it up. I'm going to make it all lopsided on your ass, Smo. People be laughing at you for a month. The Rock is coming for you. The Rock is coming for you, Schmo. <laughs> okay, so next time, so so you know you know anything about the Rock and Schmo? You need to talk. Ask you need to talk to Schmo about that. I'm gonna let him give you that story. Ask him about the Rock. Okay. Oh, hell no. he, he see if he starts shaking a little bit. He gets a little scared when the Rock comes rolling through his town. <laughs> Oh, Schmo, Schmo never gets just scared. That guy never gets scared. <laughs> and if you don't know Schmo, you don't know Schmo. Without warning. <laughs> That's original. Without warning, right there. <laughs> what year was that band? Around? Oh fuck. What ninety eight? I think so. Ninety eight, ninety nine, something like that. Yeah, around that. They might have jammed earlier. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. You know, Enzo and Jay, you both. Were in Hate Inc. Were you guys original members from like day one? Or no, we were, nope. Know, we we were fan. we were not original I members. Liked them, but there's a lot yeah, of history with them. yeah, yeah. They they do have a lot of history. Um, no, we were maybe. God, I would say third generation. But we played our first Dogs of War show with Hate Inc. Yeah, Dogs of War and Hate Inc. did our first show together at what? The mos- that wasn't yeah. Mosquito, it was Pharaoh's. It was Pharaoh's, and I think Pharaoh's Jeff Gannells was playing guitar at yep. that time. Jeff G Beast was, playing was singing. Guitars. Yep. Was Roy playing drums at that time too? I think he was. I can't remember. I think Roy was playing. I have to. And look. then some other dude playing home. bass. <laughs> I can't remember who the bass player's name was. It was like Mike or something. Um, but that was like in '97. So they had different lineups too. And uh, the lineup before us jamming was Emery was playing bass. Um, I think Roy was playing drums, and Will was playing guitar. Yeah. And Beast was singing. There was a couple different lineup changes. And then I, they I honestly then they took a break. All. And we filled in, and it was kind of like, hey, if they want to do some songs or they want to do a show, like Roy would come back and do a few shows. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Jesse, that plays on this Dogs of War record, uh, drums, he played on, uh, he he played in that lineup with us too for a while. You know, and him and Roy would switch out, you know, playing drums at certain shows and things like that as well, so. Yeah, because I've been to quite a few hating shows, whether it was... I think at the Modern Exchange, you had at least one show. I don't know if yeah. you guys were in the band at that time. No, that was when I we did like the Coldest Life I felt like that place kind of sounded hating. horrible, too, but I don't remember. That was the Coldest Life hating show, probably. Because we did Coldest We were on Woods tour. Play, or no, okay. We did the one. So, I, when I was in the band, we did the show with Coldest Life and hating at Modern Exchange. Okay, well, I must have been there. Cause, I remember yeah, it sounded sure. kind of like... 2007-ish. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Yeah, because it was so weird to see, like... All you older guys at the Modern Exchange, I thought it was weird. I was like, I was like, I run this motherfucker. Kids these place. Guys <laughs> these old fucking guys. They're forty here. years old, you know. <laughs> you guys are a bunch of like eighteen-year-olds yeah. standing around. Like, what the fuck is that? That happening? place was cool though, man. Yeah, yeah, we had some good shows cool. there. Yeah, it was a fun. The Mod X. The Mod X. You can get away with fucking murder at that place, man. Oh I yeah. Remember, like day one when they started doing shows, I was like, this. It's like, uh, so there's no security. Like one guy and then the owner of the place, Doug. Like. It's like, who's running this shit? Like, if a fight broke out, the owner of the place, Doug, he had, like, a giant, uh, 
It was like a bear mace canister this big. It looked like yeah. a fire extinguisher. Yeah. <laughs> you just clear the room and something went wrong. He's like, this is the only way to deal with down. it. Yep. <laughs> Yo, too many people fighting. I'm not going to deal with these kids. Yep. They're fucking out of control. <laughs> they are a bunch of yeah. spider monkeys, you know. Yep. <laughs> it was wild. It was such a wild place. I wish it was still around, but... Yeah. No, again, that was cool. As like an older, as an adult now, because I was like 18, 19 then, as... I was 35. I went there and all this shit happened. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? And I'd enjoy it. Like, I just don't want to partake. Right but there was, you know, I remember we played there. There was some drama going on of people drinking in the parking lot and some shit. And they wanted to shut the show down. Do you remember that? They pulled it. They were pulling the plug on the show. They yeah. pulled. Yeah, there was they, a few episodes they pulled the main that happened. Power plug or some shit when we were supposed to play that. And, yeah. Uh, shut you know, down. it was because somebody got caught drinking in the parking lot. And it's like, they tried to tie it to us to where we're like, Dude, we're not even with that fucking person. Yeah. You know, this is the, we booked this show, but that's your deal. You go police the parking lot. Yeah. I don't know who's going to drink here and who isn't. Who shows up isn't my problem. Yeah. It's just a place to I go. I mean, yeah. dude, for real. I mean, think about it. I mean, grow the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the thing, though, because I never had issue even, like, drinking inside. Like, well, yeah. Inside no. or outside. Like, there's no liquor license. You have so many underage people just getting They would get weird, though, sometimes. in the bathroom. Like, what's happening? It's <laughs> they, crazy. They, they get weird, though, bro. The place they is get wild, weird. dude. Like, the place was crazy. It's totally like, lawless chaos. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I seen this kid the other day that I haven't seen him since the modern exchange. And, oh, I smacked him in the face outside there one time. Because he asked me a stupid question. I was all drunk and fucked up. This guy forgot his name, but uh, I gave him a hug and apologized. Because he's like, I remember seeing you outside the Modern Exchange. And, uh, so hey, Lisa, you smacked me. Made up he asked me if I knew. <laughs> look, this is so cool. I was just an awkward room. conversation. Look, look, he asked me. All he asked me is, do I know who Ryan Seacrest is? <laughs> he's like, do you know who Ryan Seacrest is? I was like, what Bitch. the fuck you said? I slapped him so hard. His face hit that big window outside, and it fucking oh, cracked it from yeah. the top to the bottom. And just split. I slapped him so fucking hard. His face bounced <laughs> off the window. No, Rob, you gotta go. You gotta think about it, though. When he saw you, he went right back in time and got hit again <laughs> by you. And this stupid question for asking who is fucking Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know who that was. I don't think. I was like, what the fuck did you say? I mean, and I was drunk. It was right after. Um, and a friend of ours had passed away, so everyone was kind of like a down mood, and so yeah. like, asked me a stupid fucking question when I'm, you know, not in the greatest mood. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. don't even, don't yeah. even go there. Yeah, but like, Hood's dude. Played last week at uh, Parts and Labor, and he was there, and uh, you know, I was like, sorry about that. You know, I was like, that was a, a long time ago. First of all, I'm a changed man. Well, you changed know, it's man. one of them things, well, man. Hey, dude, we, I think we all go through that in yeah. life. You know, there's. There's shit I've dealt with with other people that didn't end right, but, you know, when we reconnected again, and we were like, hey, man, you know, sorry for this, sorry for that, it, it got even better, you know? Ended up being a friend, or, you know? Yeah. At least you, you, you bury that. It depends on what it is, about petty stupid <coughs> like, yeah. you know, childish, immature fucking drama. Well, right, yeah, that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, like, That's whatever, what that was stupid on both of us. <laughs> Weird, it's huh? like I wasn't thinking, you know? Yep, that's that's about uh, says it all, huh? Wrapped <laughs> <laughs> so, in a nutshell. Yeah, some, I'm inner inner turmoil. Dude. Oh, dude, oh, no, for sure. So yep. Fucking, oh, shit, Ryan Seacrest makes yeah. me want to. We could go on and it's a trigger war. We could go on and on for like five hours. Somebody come talking to me about Ryan Seacrest. Boom. 
Sand Boom! Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. There you go. I want to fight you, Ryan Seacrest. If you're watching this, Ryan Seacrest, I want to fight. Let's kill him. I'm going to fight you, Ryan Seacrest. But yeah, yeah, go ahead, too. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, man. I had nothing to say. I was going to try to that say was, um, um, three times and think nope. of something to say. Ugh. I yeah, slaps Ryan the Seacrest. New Dogs I can't War get off of it. I can't get it out of my head now. Is on the way. We're waiting for it right now. We're waiting for it to arrive at our house. So when you guys see this, hit us up, Jake Bulldog DHC or Dogs War Instagram. And uh, like I said, 15 bucks plus shipping. We'll be sending it out to you guys. Oof. Or hit me up, and I'll sell it to you for half the price. Seven yep. bucks, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. You guys got to have a fucking Detroit style show or something. You get a bootleg from Sant, motherfucker. Well, we want to do it to where the record the actually gets leg. out and people actually know what the songs sound like and stuff instead of just being like, yo, what's up, you know? Either you sing along, people can do it. Yeah. My version is just yeah. a little scratchy, but it's all right. I may have recorded it in my house in the, you know, in the basement or something, but no, it, it was in a men's bathroom. It was in a men's bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds okay. It's a bootleg version, but it sounds just as good as the original. Rights go to Brian Sant. <laughs> MoreSantix.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holla. So, yeah, exactly. that was just exactly how I was hoping this would have been. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Warren. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> crazy fuckers. Yeah. yeah. But I appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, so thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank you, Rob. Thank yeah, you. Love you, Rob. Rob, if you could make that's that fight fun. between me and Ryan Seacrest happen, I would really like to have. Ryan Seacrest, I'm calling you out. There we go. Sant versus Schmo, or Rock, rock versus Schmo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't list here. these homos. The Rock. We should have recorded that. That was so damn funny. I'm telling you, I wish. Right? We, we had a time oh, machine. It, bro. For real. All right, let's hang it up. Thank you, guys. Peace. Yeah. Later. One more time. I record on two programs.